For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Sometimes motherhood can feel like a pressure cooker or maybe an Instapot. And uh, there's a weight and responsibility of caring for your kids that is so intense, you're about to explode. Uh, If that's you, hang on, we've got some hope for you on today's episode. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus. And Danny, I'm certain that in your counseling practice, you have talked with lots of stressed out moms. Paint a picture, if you can, of some of the commonalities for those stressed out moms. Stressed out moms and dads. I mean, that really isn't uh, yeah, okay, gender that's specific. Fair. I, I wasn't, it, right? I wasn't <laughs> yeah. trying to call out moms here. <laughs> there, are, there are both. And I, with, with the coronavirus or any other extended periods of time at home, uh, that has been uh, the case for moms. I know my, my wife has said, man, you guys being at home more has uh, created a lack of space for me to really think and just regroup, you know, that refueling that... Uh, we all need at times, and whenever everyone's at home and the demands are there, where's dinner, the the, the laundry, work, uh, friends, uh, relationships, conflicts between kids. I mean, moms and dads both wear a number of hats that they're trying to manage. Plus, on top of that, trying to navigate marital disagreements, uh, being intentional relationally. So the demands over time create stress, and stress can create poor parenting. And so as a parent, you want to figure out what are my refuel moments, like a pit stop or going to a gas station, and how can I set up those gas station moments throughout the day for me as I'm seeing my needle go to empty. Hmm. And uh, for some parents, I'll tell them, hey, Put five uh, empty circles somewhere, maybe at the refrigerator, and give yourself five moments of refueling that are quick, but you know them, and take the time because you're modeling to your kids how to manage stress well Hmm. and be fueled so that you can be relational with people. That's good. And uh, with uh, some more good news, here now is a conversation Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Meg Meeker. She's a pediatrician and wrote the book, The Ten Habits of Happy Mothers. Dr. Meg, uh, you write about the importance of inward simplicity. I think I get that for moms, but describe what it is. Really, inward simplicity is self-reflection and looking inward and saying, why do I feel I need to do what I need to do? And getting to understand yourself and to sort of say, I want to calm down on the inside. I want to understand why I feel so pressured to do what I want to do. And I want to sort of do some real soul searching and say, okay, 
why do I feel those pressures? Where do they come from? Are they real or are they not real? And I think we'll find a whole lot of them are not real. So the inward is really just self-reflection. And as a Christian mother, it's prayer. Yeah. It's going to the Lord and saying, okay, I need, I feel I need, I do this with myself because like you, I just have a crazy schedule. But to say, okay, what do I really need to do? Who do I really want to be? And really focus in a few areas and let the rest go because that really is so good for the soul. It's good for your faith. It's good for your physical health. And you have to be purposeful in making that reflective time. Because the time just doesn't jump into your lap. I mean, you've got to set it aside, even if it's 10 minutes to sit in a big chair and just say, okay, what am I trying to be? I love that. Mm -hmm. But the day will consume everything. 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 And then at the end of the day, now you're more worried because you didn't take the time to do what you wanted to do. And then it just like ruminates. And you're frustrated and you hate yourself. Yes. And then you're anxious. Yeah. Okay. Here is the million dollar question. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? This is the big one, John. Okay. Meg, how can a mom hold their children loosely and trust God with their lives? I mean, is that not the question? I see it all the time in moms. They are paranoid, petrified, tired, working themselves to death, trying to build character into their kids and all those things that they need. And they're just not joyful. Right. Well, I think that comes with age. Um, But remember, God says perfect love drives out fear. God does not give us fear. So And I really strongly believe we are not to live in fear, but in strength. And as Christian moms, we need to let go of our kids. It's so painful. One of our daughters, um, after she graduated college, felt called to do some mission work. And she said she felt called to do mission work in South America. Great. I could deal with that. Because she'd been to South America with her dad and da-da-da. Well, over time, over a month or two, she came and she said to her dad and I that um, God opened a door in Indonesia, and she felt she was called to, to go there. It was, you can't get farther away from, from home than Indonesia. <laughs> and she came to us, and my, my husband said, you really prayed about it a long time. Yeah, I did. And I said, well, listen to me. God needs to talk to the mom first. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. Because I was terrified of letting her go halfway across the world, to a country that really wasn't so happy with Americans. What did she say when you said that? She said, you know, Mom, I'm a grown-up. I've prayed about it, and this is what I think I need to do. Wow. That was a moment. It was gut-wrenching for me because she could have died. She learned very quickly that where she was living, they didn't like Americans very well, so she learned to um, fake an Australian accent. She had long blonde hair. She stood out like a sore thumb. I found out after she came home that two miles down from where she was working in this school, there was a jihad training camp for boys. Oh, my goodness. And she was walking past it every day. And when she came home, so it was a huge test for me of letting go. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. Gut-wrenching for me. Because I'm like any mom, controlling. They need me to square them away, to teach them this, to love Christ this way, not that way. (laughs) I love this confession. Okay. You know, I led the pack of controlling moms. And I know medicine. And I know how to prevent meningitis, cystic fibrosis. Da, 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 da. I've given my kids so many illnesses you can't imagine. <laughs> my pediatrician said, if you don't stop running tests on your kids, I'm booting you out of my office. <laughs> but when she came home from her year and a half there, I said to her, tell me one thing, the one most important thing you've learned about being there, and I will never forget. She looked at me and she said, Mom, I know who God is. Mm. 
I know how to trust that God can take care of me in any situation. And I burst into tears. That was a lesson I never could have taught her. Yeah. And you had to learn to trust. She knows I can trust God in all things. She's a 22-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And it was a lesson for you, wasn't it? Oh, I still have a hard time letting go. Yeah. Even though I'm an Israelite, I know that God has been faithful. I know it, but can I trust him in the future? Hmm. To every mother I say, yes, because he loves your child more than than you love him. Well, I know that I have been guilty of trying to control my kids. We have five adult kids, one almost there. And there have been so many times, Danny, when I have tried to just set it down and be Mr. Control. It never works. Um, What do you recommend that we do as parents to let go and really just entrust our kids to God's control? Where do we start? What does that look like? Well, first, let's look at the core needs for all of us, and especially for teens. And that the first one is independence. Can I do life? Can I do this or not? And then the second one is competence. Am I competent enough? Do I have the skills it takes to do it? And then relationship. Uh, Relationship is another very deep need that we have. And uh, for young adults, they may be struggling in all three of those. And so as you step into those categories with your kids in prayer, helping them learn how to be independent and learn that identity that God has created them for certain things, as Ephesians 2.10 talks about, their masterpiece is created for specific things. Pray for that with your adult children and then uh, help them discover what they're truly good at, not what you are just wanting to praise them for so that they feel good. This is truly what are they good at and help them gain confidence in that, that they are competent enough to be adults. And, and provide constructive criticism when the relationship is in a good place. And then relationally understand that their friendships, the people around them, they want to get that feedback that they're, that they're doing okay, but they also want to have a connectedness. Pray for that hmm. for them because loneliness can be very crippling, especially for yeah. a young adult. And then if they come back and you're saying, hey, you need to be out of here, you're not doing this well, all of a sudden all three of those needs crumble. And so as a parent, help them process through those three categories, especially from a biblical perspective, pray for them daily if you think of that. And you may miss a day or two, and that's okay. It's just about being constantly in prayer for them. And then when they come back, listen first. Listen, absorb, try to hear what they're saying, and then say, hey, is there another way to look at this? And um, what, what do you need from me? So that they can still have some sense of control when you're responding to what's going on. And, and then you can ask, are you really wanting hmm. Uh, some advice from me, or did you just want me to listen to you? Because I can do either one or both. Yeah, that's good. And um, we do have a lot of great resources uh, for follow-up here on this topic. Uh, Stop by our website. You'll see some of those. Uh, Let me point out a couple of them. One is our free parenting assessment, um, which will uh, take just a few minutes, but it helps you kind of get a sense of where you're doing well and maybe where you want to do some refining and some tuning up uh, in your parenting journey. We do have information about Dr. Meeker's book, The Ten Habits of Happy Mothers. We've got that here at the ministry, and uh, we're bundling it with a CD copy of our entire conversation with her. Um, That's available when you make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. You can find details about donating, getting that book and CD bundle, and taking the parenting assessment in our episode notes. Next time, we'll have more from Dr. Meeker about 
giving kids what they crave the most, and that is not stuff, but your time. Join us then, and for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm.